The following podcast has been rated R because we say fuck a lot. What's the big deal? It doesn't hurt anybody. Fuck, 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 fuck. Parental guidance is suggested. Hi, this is Uwe Ball. If you want to help support the podcast on this network, go to rogueintel.com. Thank you and go fuck yourself. TableReadsPodcast.com Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad that no one will film it, two men will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's a good part, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads. With Sean McBee and Trevor Thompson. Hello everybody, welcome back to Table Reads. And... By now, you've probably seen Spider-Man Homecoming, and because I'm totally recording this at a now time, I can say, wow, wasn't it great? You know, what's great about listening to this, Sean, is that the currentness of this episode is yeah, the, very apparent the, in, the, in your, in your the, voice. The clear uh, uh, presence of now that we have, because... We are recording this at a time close to and similar to when the people are listening. Um, man, I really enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean, yeah. I liked those parts that Tony Stark was in and those other parts where he was on the... You know, I like all the parts that are in the trailer. Those were really good. Basically, you're saying that it's now and the movies come out. Yes. Is what I'm is what I'm saying, and and now we're gonna give you some more of what could have been. You wanna give me some echo? I'll do that again. Okay. Some more of what could have been. Yeah, that was that was tight. <laughs> production is tight, yo. We got a tight production game. Speaking of which, previously on table reads. All right. So we meet Peter Parker, who's not the nerdiest guy in the school. For some reason, his friend Harry is. <laughs> and Peter has, uh, like, all these women around him. Uh, Liz Allen is uh, the main one. She's tangentially in the comics. Like, she's barely there, but she is, is she? a comics character. Who is she in the comics? I don't even know. She's, like, some rando. She, like, she's not anyone that's ever been important. Maybe Peter dated her for, like, six issues or something in 1976. I don't know. Rando. Is that an industry term, Sean? Yes. <laughs> um, so there's Liz Allen. There's some girl named Kim that is she seems real slutty. Um, like, to the point where she's, like, into Peter. Yeah. And Flash. Uh, and then there's this girl. She spreads it around. There's this girl. Uh, who's the other one? Um, uh, there's Kim. That's there's what I just said. Thank you. Ra- Wait, no. Roz isn't a girl. There was Liz and Kim and somebody else. Anyway, um, no Mary Jane. No Gwen Stacy. Although Maybe that, they'll turn up later. We'll see. That might be for the better. We don't know. So basically, uh, so far, this isn't Spider-Man. This is Professor Octopus, the movie. And <laughs> yes, before you correct me, um, correct James Cameron. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not me that's decided to call Dr. Octopus Professor Octopus. It, may, it was almost called Spider-Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the... Uh, Basically, Doc Ock has discovered um, he's not the, the villain Doc Ock yet. Not just yet. I think that's going to be like the first thing when we come back in. But uh, he's basically discovered uh, how to destroy the universe, and he's really excited about that. And well, he's, you're not going to be down in the dumps if you figured out how to destroy the universe, John. I mean, come um, on. <laughs> but, you know, he doesn't have the power for it from his anti-energy or whatever. Yeah. This is so full of science, like... Like, like, it's like James Cameron... You know how he loves putting technology into the making of his films? Yeah. The technology he put into this was probably having a computer write a scientific jargon <laughs> algorithm. Yeah. That just, like, mashes together different science words. And it sounds like the, the, uh, the speaking function in Final Draft. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just uh, terrible. Um, 
so there's all this pseudoscience garbage. But apparently the way to get the power uh, to unleash this new force he's discovered, the anti-force. <laughs> Which is what it's actually called. Yes. I mean, it's it's pretty much the dark side, I guess. Yeah. Um, the way to harness this is through uh, harnessing the gravitational alignment of uh, the planetary conjunction. Um, and his student, Peter Parker, is the one that figured this out. Um, because you know how Spider-Man has always been an astrophysicist? Yeah, yeah, that's what they always say about him. You know, uh, his, his astro- Mild-mannered astrophysicist Peter yeah, Parker. His, his astrophysics background is what allowed him to create the spider webbing. <laughs> it's, uh, there's a lot of crossover between, well, because, between chemical materials and looking at space. Well, because just, you know, comic book magic, that would be corny. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Unlike everything else in this script. Basically, uh, uh, the last thing that we did was um, Dr. Octopus, or Professor Octavius, Professor. Um, was going through this experiment that was, I, I don't know, he was trying to change relative gravity or something and push Actually, it to 50%. None of it made any sense. There was no indicator that there was anything, like, from the dialogue and what they were describing, there was no indicator that there was some shit going down. But there was a spider. And, and they kept cutting back to Peter it. Peter Parker left, and Octavius went batshit trying to kill that fucking thing. He had those robot arms that are not attached to his body yet. I would argue. And he was like, kill the spider, kill the spider, and like flipping all kinds of switches and driving shit crazy. I agree with everything except the first part. You said he went batshit. I would argue he went batshit a long time before No, he that. went batshit about the spider, though. Yeah. Like, he cranked that shit up to 11. The other thing is... Uh, but, but what he did was he drove everything crazy, and there was a huge explosion, and his assistant, Wiener, Wiener. just found him, and I guess his the the arms are now fused to his body, but he hasn't woken up And here's the thing. The, uh, the scream that we left on of him going through the pain is actually segueing into this episode. So this whole time we've been gone, he's been screaming. Yes. It's a lot of pain. <laughs> a lot of pain, this man. So, yeah. Let's uh, dive right back in. Fade in. Exterior. The Empire University night. The long scream segues to a police siren. A cop car pulls to a halt in front of the college. Many NYPD cars are already there, along with a nuclear regulatory van, some ambulances, a van from the Environmental Protection Agency, and two TV vans. Roz runs across the lawn. Police struggle to hold back the crowd of press, students, and general gawkers. Jay Jameson pushes to the front of the... And also, can we just address that he's lost his Jonah? What do you mean? J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, it's just J. Jameson, not J. He's a, he's a triple threat. Yeah, he's a triple J. But in this, he's just J. Jameson. J. Jameson pushes to the front of the mob in time to see two cops hustle a bugle photographer back into it. That guy doesn't need a name. Yeah. The man shakes his head. Jameson throws down his cigar, stomps it, and pulls out a fresh one. That's wasteful. Yeah. A la Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Thorkel arrives and addresses the crowd. Oh, man. If ever we needed a bullhorn. Just give me an echo. That works. There is no danger. Please go back to your dorms. I repeat, there is no danger. Spill it out. Spill it out? Yep. Jesus. Spill it out, Professor. The public wants to know. The crowd closes on Thorkel. Who are you? Jameson, Daily Bugle, Chief Editor. Now what really happened here? There will be a press announcement in the morning, Mr. Jameson. Now if you'll excuse me. This elicits a flood of ad-libs. I heard a terrible explosion! Meltdown! Engineer! Are you guys Genetic engineer! Are you guys making you engineer? I'm thinking of a town and a place I have nothing to say! There will be announcement... There will be an announcement. Now please go home, everybody. We must clear the grounds. In the back of the crowd are Peter, Harry, Liz, Flash, and Kim. You think they'll cancel classes? Wait, I'm a Harry too? Yeah. They must. The whole building must be contaminated with some kind of poisonous gas. How about nuclear contaminations? My God. Let's beat it. But nobody moves. Could anyone be in there, Peter? I don't know. Maybe Professor Octavius. 
he usually works late. <laughs> that nut. Not, not, not to mention that I literally like just left him in there <laughs> like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. That nut. I bet it was all his doing. Hey, Parker! Peter Parker! Peter pushes forward. Mr. Jameson, what are you doing here? What's going on? That's for them to know and for you to find out. But, sir, they wouldn't tell us. You heard Thorkel. He said... A press announcement tomorrow. But we must know tonight, Parker. This is your university, right? Yes, but... You got your camera? Sure, but I can't... $100 says you can. Yes, sir. Get inside and get pictures. 50 bucks. You just said 100 70 but I want blood and gore. See you guys. He dashes off. Flash shakes his head in dismay at this guy. Where is he going? To make 50 bucks. Exterior Science Center. They got Jameson right. Yeah. Exterior Science Center, night. Peter approaches a cyclone fence, keeping low and out of sight. He leaps it like a skirmisher, but fails ig- ignominy. Say that for me? Igno- ignominously. Ignominously? I don't know what that means. Ignominously in a heap. It means... Um it means you have to have a thesaurus to read this. No, it, it means uh, without flair, basically. Okay, there's other ways to say that. Yeah, there's. If, if he, he leaps it like a skirmisher? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> He's torn his pants and cut his legs. See, that I understand. He moves to the side of the building. A dumpster sits next to a fire door. It's locked. As Peter mulls over his next move, the lock clicks... And the door slowly opens. Peter leaps on the dumpster and falls in. Whackity schmackity Interior dumpster night. Peter lays in the garbage, a pained look on his face. He rolls over and comes face to face with a wet daily bugle. The headline reads, Wave of violence rips city. He pulls himself up and peers out. He sees a uniformed guard hold on the hold the door open for three men in radiation suits who remove some weirdly fused objects. Like what? Directions. What do you mean? When they let the door swing closed, Peter stops it by inserting the newspaper in the top. Exterior fire door night. Peter squeezes inside and jumps to knock out the jumps to knock out the newspaper. The door closes behind him. Interior basement hallway night. Skewed, strange, surreal. Peter stares at the weirdness and fumbles with his camera. He snaps off a few shots, then freezes when he hears a familiar voice. Take it easy. Take it easy with him. Take him away and never bring him back. Now we see Roz and Thorkel following two guards carrying Ock in a stretcher. They all wear radiation suits. A Waldo sneaks out from under the sheet and hits Thorkel as fast as lightning. He falls back. He's covered with a sheet and attached to life support equipment. Octavius moans. What was that? What was what? What hit me? What hit you? I don't know. It was so fast. You're going to be fine, Otto. Oh, he's looking at other. You're going to be fine, Otto. Peter gets off a shot and ducks into the men's room, leaving the door ajar for a peek. A Waldo slips down from the sheet. Peter's eyes go wide at the sight. What in the hell has happened here? Is he actually asking us that? <laughs> the screenwriter's like, please, help. I'm trapped in a bad script. Oh, Cameron. Interior men's room night. The urinals are twisted. Why do you urinals need to be capitalized? The because, urinals are twisted. Because, because the art shapes. department needs to know that they need to yeah. apply your urinals for I guess this you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah, I don't know shit about that stuff. Uh, pipes are exposed and spout water. The mirrors look like something out of a funhouse. Peter hears the stretcher go by. Peter goes to the door of Ox Lab and cracks it. Pan up to the spider. That The spider that doesn't mean anything. There's no reason for this. Oh, we forgot to mention the spider bit Dr. Octopus. We don't know if that's what that's going to do later, but spider bit Dr. Octopus. Yes. Uh, Which is glowing softly, dangling from a shimmering strand above Peter. As Peter looks out at the stretcher, the spider drops on his neck. He reacts by swatting it away. Bad move. The glowing spider now squats malevolently on the back of Peter's hand. He stares at a transfix. Fixed. It bites. Ow! Peter throws the spider to the ripe Ripley. To the Ripley. Okay, it's it's rippled because tile is not Ripley. Except well, I guess yeah, there is the, some tile. The, no, yeah. no, the the whole 
building has been twisted and skewed and fucked up. Oh, that's right, yeah. This is why you shouldn't hit your bowl right before we record. Like, you don't remember what we just read about the urinals being twisted out of shape. I just remember that urinals are in big letters, and it just it takes my whole enjoyment away from the movie, which is not that great. You know what takes my enjoyment away from this? Reading it. <laughs> Uh, to the Ripley tile floor where it scuttles unsteadily out of the door. Sweat starts to bead on Peter's face. He shakes his head to clear it. Because that's how you do that. Yeah, when I sweat, I'm like, <laughs> I better shake my head. Start headbanging sideways. His vision becomes uncertain. He lurches against a weird sink. Peter's POV is not just uncertain, not just fuzzy, not just moving in and out anamorphically. It's all of that. Oh my. Hey, what are you doing here, kid? Peter turns to see a uniformed guard distorted by his crazy vision. I feel a little funny. Well, I ain't nothing. Get out. Just get out of here. It's heavily distorted, you see. Mm-hmm. Exterior fire door night. It bangs open. The guard throws Peter out and then throws his backpack at him. You get yourself over to the police lines. Right. Ultra woos is the direction that you have to take here, Sean. Yeah, I was going to do it. Ultra woos. Right. Police lines. <laughs> Exterior university night. Peter melds into the crowd, which... Okay. As in a dream, Jameson appears at his side. Okay, Scoop. What do you got? I got pictures of the professor in there. It's so strange in there. So bizarre. Good job, kid. Bizarre is what we need. Pick this up in the morning. Holding up his camera. There'll be two crisp 20s tucked inside. <laughs> He went down to he went down to forty bucks. Yeah. Again, they got Jonah they got Jameson right. He hurries off. Peter peers at Peter Peers. Peter Peers after him. Peter peers at a peck of pickled peppers. Exactly. And all of a sudden his vision corrects to a perfect focus. Why? Okay. The sweat is gone. He's okay. He makes his way through the crowd to the street. We track with Peter as the matting throng recedes behind him. He turns a corner. He hears a siren. An ambulance screeches around the corner. Nearly hits Peter, who leaps to avoid it. Exterior brick building night. Peter's cheek is pressed against the brick. He opens his eyes and sees that he's hanging onto the side of the building like a spider. Fly. Like a fly. He's on the side of the building like a fly. You, You think maybe this has something to do with that spider earlier, Sean? Maybe. And he's three stories up. My goodness. He looks down and sees the street 30 feet below him. And the ambulance, which he jumped over, is driving away. He dr- he tries a downward step, but a brick dislodges and crashes to the sidewalk. He takes an upward step, then another. Tentatively at first, and then with growing confidence, he crawls to the roof of the building. At the top, he gropes for a railing and slips. He dangles eight stories above the street. Then, with a grunt... He vaults to the roof one-handed. Exterior of the roof, night. Peter is flat on his back, staring at the, sta- at the stars. He sits up and looks wonderingly at his hands. Can you look wonderingly at your hands, John? Thank you. On the back... That's was- not cliched at all, by the no, way. No, not at all. <laughs> In 94, it was cliche. Before there even was a, st- a Spider-Man movie. 93. 93. Why do I keep thinking it's 94? On the back of his right... There must be something 94-ish about this. On the back of his right hand are two puncture wounds surrounded by a faint blue-white pulsing glow. The glow disappears. Mutters to himself. This is weird. My God, I feel so weird. (laughs) That fucking dialogue. You gave it everything it deserved, by the way. (laughs) He leaps to his feet. He flexes. Feels weird. Because, you know, he didn't just say that. Good weird. In fact, great weird. He tries a couple of jumping jacks, and on the third jump, he soars into the air. Very weird. (laughs) 
The great bespangled New York City is his backdrop as Peter jumps and turns and does loops in the air. With the agility and tactility, is that it? Right? Tactility of a spider. Of a kangaroo. <clears throat> of a rabbit. Peter leaps from the railing to a wall to a flagpole to another wall where he lands sideways and sticks. Very, very weird. I like that sideways yeah. is is an aside there. Like, like the actor needs to act this as sideways. <laughs> yeah, it says sideways. Deliver you. your line sideways. <laughs> <laughs> he leaps off the wall and lands at the edge of the roof. He looks down. No one's looking back. So... He takes a step back and leaps the alley to the next roof. I've done that. Well, actually, yeah, you have. That's not actually a joke. (laughs) Exterior rooftop shack, night. Peter lands on it. The next roof is seven stories up and across the street. Peter bites his lip. Well, what the hell? (laughs) I don't got anything going. Exterior, the taller building. It's a building named after a guy named Taller. Nope. Penn and Taller. Nope. Backlit by a full moon, Peter somersaults to the roof of the t- of the taller building and misses the top. Ha <laughs> ha, dummy! Bum bum bum. But he sticks to the brick facade upside down. He laughs with the moment. <laughs> Again, you're giving it everything it deserves. A window below. A window opens below him, and a pretty blonde in a towel sticks her head out, because this isn't cliche. Uh, are, are you sure it isn't fucking like, Liberace or something? <laughs> Betty White. Yeah. <laughs> a win- a win- <laughs> she looks this, looks this way in that. Looks this way in that. And all she sees is a man in a loud sport coat down the street. Never thinking to look up, she withdraws into the room. Sammy Davis Jr. pops his hat out the window. (laughs) Exterior Chelsea Street night. The man in the loud sport coat leans leans against a lamppost and lights a cigarette with a beat-up silver-plated lighter. In the lighter, he sees a reflection of Peter leaping off the taller building. No, fuck that. (laughs) He snaps around and looks up in time to see Peter make it to the next facade. This is all a facade. He can't really do this. Exterior rooftop montage. I can't. We got another montage. You're not. You can't. We're go up on the rooftops with in. a montage. Get in or out of a montage. With the uptown skyline behind him, Peter casts caution to the wind. Jesus. And leaps from rooftop to rooftop. Watching from the street, the man in the loud super. He got to give the guy a name. This isn't fucking Curious George. The man it's probably a mystery right now, Trevor, and all will be revealed. Or he'll be completely forgotten, and he'll turn out to have never meant anything. The way this is going, I would prefer it if that was it, actually. Uh, the man in the loud sport coat follows Peter's progress. Peter leaps to a brownstone and lands amid the wash. He leaps up to a tenement and lands on a billboard across which he does a bug crawl and leaps again. He touches down on a pigeon coop and bounds... <laughs> Ah, oh, Jesus, this. All right. And bounds up. <laughs> I'm back on board. Sorry. I just, I pictured it all. Sorry. And bounds up and out of frame again. The coop owner, a Latino in an undershirt and Yankees cap, comes running out of the coop. You got to be him. Mm-hmm. He's so surprised that he leaves the door open and 20 white morning doves fly away in a furious flapping. Wait, why are there doves in the pigeon coop? Because this They're script- not the same bird well this script had a uh, a deal with david copperfield at the time okay, so yeah, yeah. uh fly <laughs> fly away in a furious flapping free at last jesus the latino lets out a stream of hispanic expletives expletives complete with all of the appropriately obscene gestures Peter slides down a cable to a lamppost and swirls down the pole to a phone booth. Exterior phone booth. Night. Peter comes face to face with the man in the loud sports coat. He gives Peter his card. You're a kid who's going... Yeah, let me do him because I don't have enough characters. Yeah. You're a kid who's going places and I'm going to point you the right way. Reading the card. Max Rice. Models, strip dancers, escort girls, blue movies... Oops, sorry, wrong card. Exchanges cards, and apparently parts with Bugs Bunny. 
Max Reese, talent management. It's a big outfit. Got a lot of departments. Yeah, well, why you approach me? I'm not... Oh, yes, you are. (laughs) Very talented. About as talented as this screenwriter. (laughs) The three questions of show business success. One, do you think you possess a unique talent? Well, two, what are you going to do with it? Well, I don't know. Three, how much money you got in your pocket? Ten. You invest half of that with me, and I'll make you a star. (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm talking about fame. I'm talking about fortune. I'm talking about the chance of a lifetime. How'd you like to be on MTV tomorrow night? Screenwriter's like, they still watch MTV, right? (laughs) 93. MTV? Me? Really? Taxi! It, It screeches to a stop. Hey! Kid, tomorrow night, same place, same time. Same bat channel. (laughs) Same place, same time. Calling after him. How do you know I'll show up? As the taxi roars off from the taxi window. Because you want to be a star. Everybody does. Peter pulls out a quarter and enters a a phone booth. He dials. Hello? Aunt May? Peter, what time is it? Are you all right? Well, no. I mean, yeah, I'm fine, but listen, Auntie... Auntie, uh... <laughs> the, auntie, the, there's, a, there's a cyclone coming your way. The craziest thing happened to me tonight. Interior, exterior, phone booth, Aunt May's bedroom, night. As Uncle Ben stirs fitfully. Does he... Does this have to do with a certain girl we talked about at dinner? This music's a bit I was much. gonna say... No, no, look, there was this radioactive experiment. I, w- I was poisoned. You were what? I was bitten by a bug. Oh, I get it. You mean a love bug. No, shut up, you <laughs> fucking dumb bitch. Jesus, this woman is thick. She deserves to die. No, no, a spider. Peter. I love spiders. <laughs> How wonderful. I was going to say that. <laughs> Peter, you found the love spider. (laughs) Peter, did you at least talk to her? Aunt May, listen to me. I got bitten on the hand by a poisonous spider. She bit you? No, I was in the bathroom and... Oh, you did it in the bathroom. It actually says that. Oh, you did it in the bathroom. Peter, this is craziness. Why don't you use your bed? You're up all night. You're in, the, you're in the radioactive labs. You never take time to eat or sleep. Am I right? May, there's a place I want to take you tomorrow. The- uh, it's, a, it's a home. Yes, Aunt May. Interior phone booth night. Did you eat something today? Yes, Aunt May. Okay, Peter... Go back to bed. And remember, we love you. And I love you too, Aunt May. Hangs up. And by the way, I got a mess of superpowers today. (laughs) Oh, boy. Exit booth. He bangs the phone booth. Wait, we can exit the recording booth? Wouldn't that be great if we could just leave now? (laughs) He bangs the phone booth, goes out, and jumps lightly onto the phone booth roof. The phone booth roof. You're just not a strong reader. I'm a great reader. This this guy's a fucking shitty writer. The phone booth roof. Say that. You say it. Phone booth roof. The phone booth roof. Yeah, it's a shitty... That's the truth roof. The truth roof is that the phone booth has a roof. Interior hospital operating room. Night. Oh, Ock is... I almost said it again. Ock is prepared for surgery. Gowned personnel hurry about with a feverish feverish urgency. Chief Surgeon checks the sensors attached to Ock's head. These seasoned professionals are astonished and frightened. Look at these brainwave readings. The mental activity is ten times of any normal man. Equipment malfunction? Hell yeah. His. Check Ock's chest. My God. I'm sorry. Check Ock's chest. My God. I thought I'd seen ever. Fuck you. What happened? This line! My God, I thought I'd seen everything. Dude, all of these lines are just 
cliche. There's like every other movie has these lines. But this is beyond medicine. This is madness. <laughs> First Lieutenant Meatwad, you stand down. <laughs> Ockley's bare chested, face up. All four Waldos splayed. He is a true cyborg. Part me- we know what a cyborg is. Part man, part machine, part all arm- cop. <laughs> Cyber cop. Part organic, part. I'm not even going to pretend to know what that is. Molly Bendum Steel. See, that doesn't sound right at all. Molly. Molybdenum. Molly Bedenum. Molly Bedenum. Molly Bedenum Steel. It is so. Nurse. It is so freaky. Okay, let's stop yakking and get cracking. I want to go in at the upper thoracic. Then we'll work our way around. Slapsock's shoulder. Hang in there, man. Yeah, that's what that's what the surgeon says. He's like, "Hang in there, man." Well, he it's says, okay to slap you, right? He says, "Stop yakking and get cracking." He was the funny guy at fucking at the in medical school. Those are some great lines, right up there with Oki and Doki. Insert the Waldo nearest the slap moves ever so slightly. The triangular claw rotates a quarter turn and then turns back. The nurse sees it and screams. <laughs> Chief surgeon, nurse number seven, scalpel. Arthroscope standby. Read out parameters in progress. Let's go in. You all right? Yes. Yes, of course. Everything's everything's online. Scalpel. No. No. A larger one. The largest we have. What the fuck? Are you kidding? No, no. A larger one. The largest scalpel we have. Larger, damn you. It's not a scalpel anymore. It's just a fucking knife. It's a shovel. She, she slaps a huge one into his palm. He takes a deep breath and goes to work. Masked heads gather around him. The scalpel is poised at the line where skin meets steel. We, we make an incision? Word? We do it? Yeah. The instruments go crazy. Warning bells and buzzers sound. Kill the alarms! He's going off the chart! A Waldo flashes around the steel leg of the operating table and clanks tight. Mop! Mop! Sutures and clamps. Hurry up. <laughs> Things I've seen in movies. <laughs> We're losing him. Defibrillate. 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 The heart machine is rushed in. It's the machine that goes ping. They work frantically. And then as any chief surgeon would say when a patient is coding. Zap him. Zap him. <laughs> Stay- stabilizing alpha waves. Surgeon number two applies the cardiac shock pads. Interior, interior hospital room day. You have a visitor, doctor. She leaves Ock and Thorkel alone. Wait, Ock was just getting... I think there's a jump in time or something. And Thorkel is there? Wait, no. That doesn't make any fucking sense. So, <sighs> well, I mean, like, we've clearly done a jump and I guess the surgery was successful... He doesn't have his arms anymore, so he's not a villain. And Thorkel's there with him, so he's happy. Usually when there's a change, though, that big, there's some kind of explanation after the scene. Heading. Right. But no, I guess not. You have a visitor, Doctor. She leaves Ock and Thorkel alone. Octavius? I'm afraid I have bad news for you. The cyclotron is damaged. What used to be the cyclotron was permanently shut down this afternoon. But my work... Your work is a disaster. Look at yourself. Myself? I don't matter. Nobody matters anymore. To enter a new dimension, we must first destroy our own. What are you saying? No, seriously, what are you saying? Like... It doesn't make any sense, dude. That, that's that, like that's a big leap. <laughs> yeah, that's like before we can set before we can land a man on Mars, we have to destroy the Earth. Ock gets off his bed, throwing away his sheet, waving his four Waldos and two arms. Destroy life. Life is insignificant. I almost forgot the word, but insignificant. Seriously, what's with all the dot dot dots? Come on, man. Bags of sleepy, sluggish flesh. What would you say? Oh my god. What are those horrible things sticking from your body? Gets more and more excited. Thorkel, 
If I told you that for one moment in time, I broke all the laws. For one brief, glorious moment, I broke through to the other side. I saw. I felt. I became creation. What on earth are you rambling about? Oh, Destiny! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is so painful. Because it's like they're not letting this other character... They're not giving him any time to, like, stew in anything. No. A, you <laughs> got a guy saying, like, we need to destroy the universe so we can go visit another one. Well, dude, they and, jump and, from the middle of a fucking surgery to Hazus. No, but now. listen, listen. This is not how you do this, <laughs> this big reveal of this character. We need to destroy the universe to go visit another one. And this dude's like, what are those things on your arms? Like, uh, literally, he says, destroy life. Life is insignificant. And then he says, what are those things sticking out of your body? Uh, Like, yes, I I get that those things sticking out of his body are freaking you out. But did you hear what the motherfucker just said? And then from there, he's talking about how he became a, you know, part of creation and glimpsed the other side. And you're just like, what are you talking about? (laughs) But at this point, if you did the life, like destroying life thing, and you're like, dude, what are those things sticking out of your body? The next thing he says, you should still be like, no, really, what the fuck are those things sticking out of your body? Not yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to forget about those suddenly and no. go, well, what are you rambling about? No, seriously. Dis- what, what the fuck is that shit? Explain yourself to me again, because I was distracted by those metal arms sticking out of your body for Destiny. a second. But now that I'm over that, let's... Uh, Destiny. Get my destiny. I bet you it says at least one more time. Yep. Destiny. Three times destiny. 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 No escaping. That's for me. I see it all so clearly now. Universal destruction. Yes. All I need is power. Then I can destroy this illusion you call life. It is my destiny to lead us to the light. You're a madman. And you are a fool. I will end the universe as you know it. And in that final moment, <laughs> I laugh my ass off while you're kissing yours goodbye. Goodbye is right, Octavius. You're fired, sacked, canned. Is this Roger Rabbit all of a sudden? <laughs> right? That's what I was thinking. You're fired, sacked, canned, pig flipped without pay. You are history, Dr. Octavius. And I couldn't be more pleased to be the first to tell you the good news. Waldo shoots up and grabs Thorkel by the throat. He gasps and screams silently. What? As the telescoping Waldo lifts him off his feet, he rises until his head is just inches from the ceiling. No, seriously, what are these things sticking out of your body? They think stupid. Let me down. I, 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 <coughs> Bob's a... Let me die. Then Ox smiles and slams Thorkel's head through the ceiling. Plaster rains down. Thorkel's legs scissor and kick and then go limp. Ock throws his dead body onto the bed and covers him with white sheets. Okey jokey. There it is, there it is again, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Okey dokey. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Every time I need to go buy a refill for my Slurpee machine, I go to rogintel.com slash Amazon. This way, I can get my Slurpee machine at the great prices of Amazon, and my Rogintel bodies get a little bit of a cut from that. And every time I make a Slurpee purchase, it makes me very, very happy to know that I am supporting my favorite chubby little body. Dear podcast listener, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice not only our Wednesdays, but our Fridays as well to entertain you. But we think you are crazy to make us do a promo telling you who we think we are. When you listen to our podcast, you think you know who we are, in the simplest terms, in the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a dork. Uh, I had the basket case, and I'm a princess, and I'm a pothead. Does that answer your question? 
sincerely yours, The Prime Podcast. Find out more at theprimepod.com. TableReadsPodcast.com Lights, camera, action. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Back to Table Reads, now part of the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Okie dokie. <laughs> man, oh man. What a great tag. What a great line, man. Just like murder a dude, like <laughs> all the way to death and just like, okie dokie. <laughs> all right, let's get back into it. Yes, let's do that. That very Fade thing. in. Interior taxi, night. Through the window of the taxi, we see Madison Square Garden. As it pulls up, great music, by the way. This is perfect. As it pulls up, a sign reads, Midnight Madness, the worst radio show ever. <laughs> uh, little backstory, everybody. Uh, Trevor and I used to do a show on a public access AM station. AM radio station. Called uh, The Midnight Madness was the name of the show, because it was at midnight, and we were very creative. We were mad. We were Really mad. MTV's Rock and Wrestling Slammy Awards. Taxi came to a, comes to a stop. Or come to a stop, excuse me. Yeah, the taxi come to a stop. And then, see what happened was... <laughs> Looking up at the sign. MTV Wrestling? Getting out. That's the place. Pay the man. Max Reese gets out. He's carrying a box. Look, Mr. Reese, I'm not real interested in watching a wrestling match. Who said anything about watching a wrestling match? You're here to win a wrestling match. <laughs> Me? You must be kidding. This is uh, this is getting really close to the Sam Raimi one. Uh, no, this is getting really close to Spider-Man's the, the comic book, book origins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot that was in the. Is this the? Is this like the first book ever? Or do they? Is it the first? When do they actually do it in the comic book? Like real early, real early. They establish I, it like right away. I don't know if it was right away. Like, I think they just introduced Spider-Man and then went back and told his origin. But I, you know, I wasn't reading comics in 1963, so I'm not really sure. Hmm. Reese hustles Peter inside. You hop around, you know, the way you did last night. Your opponent gets tired. He falls down. The ref counts to three. You win. And we pick up a thousand bucks. <laughs> that you're Brooklynite. <laughs> well, the thousand I I, I went I went Irish accidentally just for that one word. A thousand bucks. A thousand. <laughs> Interior catacombs, Madison Square Garden night. We can hear the crowd screaming at something in the background as Reese leads Peter to an employee washroom and shows him the box. The box. The one from Hellraiser. You're really gonna love this. Look. Really, I don't know. You don't have to know. I know enough for both of us. Change in there. What is this? A costume. Something that fits your talent. Go put it on. I'm sure you'll like it. It's just going to be the Spider-Man outfit. <laughs> yeah. Just, 100% just like ready to go. Exactly. I'm Spider-Man. Yeah, no, no adaptation, anything like that. He's just going to use that for the rest of the script. He slaps the box against Peter. Oh, thank you. Thank you for getting that out there. He uh, slaps the box against Peter's chest and all but pushes him inside. Interior washroom, night. Peter takes the suit out of the box. It is the Spider-Man suit. Spoilers. He looks at it and shrugs. Eh, it's a living. <laughs> <laughs> then he begins to struggle into it. Peter is looking at himself in the mirror. He's dressed in all but the mask. And he looks terrific. He flexes, soothes his hair, smooths his hair, excuse me, soothes his hair. His hair was really worried. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll make it out of this movie alive. He's starting to get into it. Interior of the arena, night. Crusher Cole is destroying an opponent. Interior of the catacombs, night. Reese winces as the crowd cheers and boos. How does it look? I feel like it's Halloween. Cover your face with the mask. That's what masks are for, kid. <laughs> Why? Mystery, my friend. Nobody should know who you are. 
So Peter just twists his head around backwards. <laughs> Good Inter- call. <laughs> Interior of the ring, night. Crusher Cole is doing a big flexing number, and the crowd is going wild. There are MTV cameras and signs and banners proclaiming, proclaiming the slammies everywhere. Can I just point out that... Uh, there is no reason for any of this to have anything to, to do MTV. with MTV. I'm thinking it the whole time. I'm like, well, maybe now, because wrestling is like so popular, maybe MTV would do like something related to it, but not in 93. <laughs> not at all. And now, a new challenger for the $1,000 fight, weighing in at 150 pounds from parts unknown, here is the amazing, mysterious, incredible Superman! No, not Superman! Spider-Man! Spider-Man! Oh, sorry. Spider-Man! The crowd boos the slender newcomer who climbs awkwardly through the ropes. Rock music blares. Twin redheads in in red bikinis ring a bell. Crusher Cole and Spider-Man circle. Cole is twice Spidey's size. Should I I do him as uh, Macho Man Randy Savage? Yes. Okay. You absolutely should. Spidey spots a TV camera for the first time. He momentarily freezes. Oh, Crusher! <laughs> I did the path and bite. Crusher sneers the Crusher sneer. Then he charges. With the agility of a... Sp- what animal? What animal? The agility of a hmm. rhinoceros? Um, Robin Redbreast. Uh, oh, uh, probably a capuchin monkey. I think that's what it is. That's the closest. Oh, sp- spider. Okay, yeah. Spidey leaps out of the way. Crusher comes back at him. Spidey leaps again. Bigger. The acrobatics get more and more dramatic as Crusher Cole works himself up into a theatrical rage. <laughs> Taunts erupt from the crowd. Kill the sucker, Crusher! Spidey, really getting into it now, begins playing for the cameras. What's the matter, Crusher? Can't you crush that bug? Crusher. Okay, Webface, this is it. He misses Spidey again. Hey, Crusher, you need insecticide. Oh, you need uh, insecticide. I'm sorry. I fucked up. (laughs) I fucked up an already bad joke. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, this is terrible music. What the fuck is happening? This is great music. (laughs) Hey, Crusher, you need an insecticide. Interior. Oh, actually, I'm going to play a couple that we haven't gotten to yet. Okay. Interior, Liz Kim's dorm room, night. Liz's side is all schoolwork. Kim's side is all rock posters and stuffed animals. Like you do. (laughs) Hold on. Read it again. From Liz's side. Liz's side is all schoolwork. Kim's side is all rock posters and stuffed animals. They're two birds from different sides of the ocean, <laughs> forced to live together. <laughs> One pair of matching bookends. Liz is curled up doing homework. Flash and Kim sit on the edge of the bed watching the Slammies, which is not a thing, on MTV. You look at this Spider-Man guy. He's absolutely incredible. Liz, get a load of this outfit. I wish I had it for the Halloween party. It's quite sexy. Will you two shush? I'm trying to work. Interior ring night. The match continues in an increasingly spectacular choreography. Crusher bellows at the screaming crowd. But there's a gleam in his eye. This is it. He charges. Spidey, playing for the cameras for all he's worth, leaps away. Leaps way, way up. But this time, Crusher stops dead in his tracks. Spider-Man comes back and down into a forearm smash that sends him reeling into a corner. Crusher does a flying pin. 300 pounds. Womp. The air leaves Spidey in a rush as Crusher covers him, smothering him. The crowd goes wild. What? Get up! Get up! Two! Not realizing his own strength and panicky about being squashed, Spider-Man throws Crusher Cole off him and into the air. Way up! Reese cheers. Spider-Man comes down and knocks Crusher for the first time. Crusher flies away and out of the arena. Eight rows back. The hipster sees Crusher coming at him and bolts from his seat. Crusher lands on it in between the two blondes who break into utter hysterics. (laughs) 
<laughs> Spidey, surprised at his own strength, watches Crusher land to himself. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, history is made today. We have here the first man to win $1,000 against the mighty Crusher! The ref raises his hand in victory. The crowd boos and debris rains down. But but some in the crowd cheer wildly. We love littering! (laughs) (laughs) But some in the crowd cheer wildly, recognizing the new sensation. Spider-Man steps down from the right as Reese leads the cheers. Max, am I really going to get a thousand? We are going to get a thousand. Peter turns with Reese and comes face to face with Crusher Cole. Two ominous beats. Hi, who are you, kid? I'm Peter Parker. He is Spider-Man and I handle him. Whatever you, Whenever you want to rematch, call me. Next time it's gonna be ten thousand. What do you say, Crusher? Okay, look, Mister Crusher, I'm really sorry about what happened in there. Uh, really? Oh well, I don't know what happened to me tonight. Mattress's muscles. I really don't know. I know you lost, <laughs> big man. You lost to the amazing Spider-Man. Exterior city street near a hospital. Day. We are tight on a New York Journal truck. On its side banner is a picture of Spider-Man's face. Headline, Who is he? Mega Smash hits MTV. Menace. (laughs) The truck pulls away, and we see Peter, Liz, Harry, and Kim standing on the sidewalk waiting to cross. Peter is rocking on his heels and smirking, indicating truck. You know who that is? Walking ahead. Yeah, he's some clown we saw on TV last night. Boy, does Flash think he's hot. He does I love wrestling <laughs> oh he's a nerd oh, yeah. wrestling is all bluff you really believe this little guy in a stupid spider-man suit beat the crusher hey we better rush visiting hours will be over soon interior hospital corridor and room day the nurse leads Peter and Liz and Harry into the room Dr. Octavius you have visitors Dr. Octavius? We hold for a beat. When Liz takes a step forward to look around, we expect the worst. But nothing grabs her. Thank you. Peter sees a pile of plaster on the floor. He looks up, and then underneath it is the script for this fucking piece of shit. He looks up and sees the hole in the ceiling. Right next to a plot hole. Liz and Harry look up, too. Ock is not there. Ock is not here! <laughs> <laughs> Just when I decide to stop smashing the script, the script does it for us. Jesus Christ. Literally, it's like there's not even a contraction there. Can we do that like quicker? Yeah. Just do it again. Liz and Harry look up too. Ock is not there. Ock is not here. (laughs) My God, what happened? (laughs) This script. I had better call the doctor. You better call the police. Kim, ah! Kim screams. Interior docs lab day. Hold on, hold on. They walked into a hospital room. They saw a hole in the ceiling, <laughs> and the occupant of the hospital room not there. And this bitch is like, we better, ah! call, we better call the doctor. <laughs> he knows. He knows about holes in the ceiling. Ock hiding his Waldo's under a white hospital robe. How do you do that? Just tuck them. It's a. That must be a fucking big robe. I guess it's Orson Welles. Just just think about uh, uh, um, John John Travolta in Michael. Remember how he had his wings tucked under the trench coat? Yeah. Let's go with that. Every single hospital gown I've ever seen has the back open. Except in movies. Okay, that's right. This is a movie, not real life. Okay. How soon I forget. <laughs> Trevor's been looking at this whole thing as if it was taking a, it seriously. It's like a newspaper article. Yeah, because in my in my worlds, supervillains exist and they say things like "okie dokie." <laughs> Interior control room, night. Ock in a white hospital robe walks through the surreal debris. Two Waldos reach out and sense the ripples on the opposite walls. He runs a hand through his hair. What a wreck! What a useless. Wasted wreck. Okie dokie. 
we rebuild you, my damaged darling. Bigger, better, hotter. It actually says that. A world-class super cyclotron. I don't think a cyclotron is actually a thing, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they never actually really... Well, he kind of explained it in the beginning. I bet it spins. Yeah. (laughs) Beyond that, I got nothing. We hear a noise behind him and react. He he hears a noise behind him and reacts. Is that a noise? And here comes Wiener. Jesus. Bedraggled, shuffling through the control room door, he eyeballs the incredible wreckage. There you are, Doc. Marty. Where have you been? Whoa, this place is messed up. Ock turns, Waldo's writhing. Wiener sees them and kind of ducks, remembering how he was hit by them once. Whoa, Doc. You look a little messed up yourself. Where have you been, you imbecile? I went to the wrestling. Wrestling. I was after the kid. You still want the Parker guy's date, don't date it, don't you? His date. <laughs> I want his hand in marriage. Well, did you get it? No, I followed him, but I lost him in the crowd. Lost him? You... I'll find... Wait. I'll find him, maestro. I promise. Soon. Maybe by tomorrow. Really? Really this next line? Really? Yeah. Sure. This is how it should go, by the way. Let's just do it. Let's do it how it should go. Say I'll find him again. I'll find him, maestro. Maestro? Really? Yeah. Why is he calling him maestro suddenly? I promise. Soon. Maybe by tomorrow. So how was the wrestling? Fantastic. I don't care about this stupid wrestling. That's yeah. how it should go. I mean, this guy. But he listens to him. This guy <laughs> literally wants to destroy the universe. <laughs> and he's asking. And he's like, how was the wrestling? Did you have any snacks? Some popcorn, maybe? Do you see why I think this is done on purpose? No, I don't think it is. <laughs> it's definitely. I mean, it may have been a rush job. I'm sure it was. <laughs> but look. If the guy wrote this because he wouldn't get paid until he turned in a script, there's no reason to turn in the worst script he possibly can. But I guarantee you. Because why would they then pay him? But I guarantee you, it's taking us, it's going to take us about six weeks roughly to get through this whole script. Look, I, wanna, I guarantee you, it took less time to write it. Hold on. I want to tell you something really important that's going to make you really angry. Okie dokie. James Cameron got paid $3 million to write this. That actually makes me happy. See, I'm what I'm learning in the evolution of this script as it unfolds for us. You and I have completely different points of view about James Cameron. No, okay, not James Cameron. Somebody got paid three million dollars to write this. <laughs> you know what? I see it as hope for me. <laughs> Maybe because it's not about it's not about the quality. Clearly, it's about who you know. Fantastic. There was this new wrestler, Beat the Mighty Crusher. You won't believe it. A nothing of a guy calls himself this stupid name, the Amazing Spider-Man. Would you believe it? Spider-Man, huh? Well, maybe I'll just go and wrestle myself one of these days. What? Maybe I'll just go and wrestle wrestle myself myself one one of these these days. days. With all my new arms. I'm sure I can beat Crusher or any other monster. With all my new arms. I love that he said... With all my new arms. <laughs> this sounds like radio play dialogue. Yes, that's it does. It hey, it's a good thing that uh, that's exactly we're what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, but even then, that's not helping it. Even though we're treating the format properly, it's like still fucked up. Yeah, it's like how on the old Shadow show, they'd be like, hey, you put down that gun. <laughs> I see you holding it. <laughs> you shot me, haven't you? <laughs> Suddenly, Ock throws out his Waldos from under his long white coat, grabs Wiener in, lifts him up in the air, smiles cynically, and with cruelty. Will I beat him, this crusher? Will I beat him or not? No, no, please. I mean, yes, yes. You'll beat him easily. Let me down, please. I'll do anything for you. The Parker data. Get me the Parker data, you hear? I heard. You heard that. Exterior Peter Parker's rooftop day. A camera is mounted on a tripod facing us. A timer winds down and it clicks. Reverse angle. Camera's POV. Spider-Man is clinging on the, to the side of the wall. 
and one like this. Changing pose. And one looking real sincere. The white eyes narrow to a slit. Click. Suddenly he spots Wiener climbing onto his roof. He hides. Wiener tiptoes into the roof apartment. Spider-Man jumps in and grabs him. What are you doing here? I'm looking for Peter Parker. Oh, yes. So why not use the... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I know of him. <laughs> oh, is, oh, yes. He's my friend. He said I could use this rooftop of his. <laughs> oh, yes. So why not use the front door? Spider-Man throws his back onto this the... This is some fucking lame I Spider-Man banter. Dialogue. I need Spidey banter. You know what this reminds me of? The Batman movies I made when I was six. <laughs> well, you know, Wiener better be careful or Spider-Man might crime fight him. Yep. Actual line of dialogue from one of the old movies, and it, it's, it's apt in this script. It'll actually make sense. Spider-Man throws his back onto the roof so that he almost slides over the edge. Wiener turns, facing Spider-Man. Hey, I know you. You do? I saw you crushing the crusher. You like wrestling? Spider-Man jumps and reaches Wiener. I love it. You are the best wrestler I have ever seen. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> Spider-Man picks up Wiener, throws him, throws him up to an antenna. By the way, I changed his voice accidentally. He well, needs to be a little more Fonzish. Yeah. A little more uh, Vinnie Barbarino. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man picks up Wiener, throws him up to an antenna above the building to which Wiener clings desperately. Spider-Man circles the antenna. Oh, please, don't kill me. Please, help me down. It's terrible. Of course I'll help you down. I am Spider-Man, the good guy. Am I not? <laughs> Is this a movie? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. You know what? Let's check the script. And then they pull the <laughs> script out and... <laughs> you right. know, I think I saw your name on the poster before we came in here. <laughs> Let's get out a copy of the VHS and watch it. Spider-Man jumps to the chimney, picks Wiener up in his arms, and whispers to him. And by the way, Peter Parker does not live here anymore. Okay. Spider-Man jumps with Wiener in his arms to the edge of the roof. And tell the professor he can't have Peter's data. Goodbye. Spider-Man drops Wiener off the, off the roof. Three, three floors straight down into heavy b bushes below. There are bushes in New York, everybody. Just want, want to point out that there are bushes outside eight-story buildings in New York. Now, he's not in Central Park, but we assure you, there's bushes down there. Heavy bushes. That could, that could clearly not... You know, the kind that you always break a fall see with. in those New York scenes. Yeah. Jesus. Interior, Electrodyne factory shop. Hold on, hold on. I just want to point out how great Peter is maintaining his secret identity. Yeah, right. He's like, hey. He doesn't live here anymore. Peter. Okay. Peter Parker doesn't live here anymore. And that professor you never mentioned, tell him that he will never get his hands on the thing that you never <laughs> said that you were looking for. I re you know, Peter, Peter Parker told me you would show up. We talked about this together. Yes. Over coffee because we are best friends. He's such a great guy. In fact, if you have a sister, you should maybe set them up. I mean, they even make make fun of that kind of, uh, you know, dialogue in the old 66 Batman. Like, you know, Bruce Wayne saying that he, he knows Batman and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's played for laughs. But even then, it's cheesy. But it's like, even that show knows. That's yeah. super fucking corny, Yeah, man. look, because <laughs> if you're a billionaire with a tech company... <laughs> And there's a strange criminal that goes, or a strange uh, vigilante that goes around at night beating up criminals with a jet and some sort of tank car. Yeah. The billionaire who could potentially be that guy, you know, because your parents got murdered when you were a child. Uh, has all sorts of motivation. You don't want to say, oh, yes, I know Batman. <laughs> we're friends. Yeah. That all is very dumb. Interior Electrodyne Factory Shop. But day. still not as dumb as this shit. No, yeah, that's one. That's the thing. A sign tells us so. A clerk is double checking a long list of items Ock has ordered. Holy cow! What are you building, fella? A cyclotron? Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. It's apparently Randall. 
Ock glares at him. Okay, let's see here. Uh, page three. Got 30,000 feet of 50-gauge copper coax, twin 550XK transformers, cadmium accelerator rails, a half-dozen... A GBC relative multiphase transducer and one yellow thermos. That'll be $475,989.65. Wrap it up. What about the money? Or do you pay by credit card? Cash! I'll be back soon. God fucking damn this script. <laughs> Really? Fade out. I don't know. This like it 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 just it it seems it seems very bad. It it seems very Sharknado to me. Like, it's somebody who knows how to make a movie doing something deliberately bad. Like, they know the rules, and then so every rule that they would normally follow, they just go the opposite way in a lot of ways. It, it, that's why it really feels deliberate to me, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I feel like it's... A lot of people don't know what to say about this script. <laughs> I feel like it's harder to write something deliberately bad. Have you ever written anything deliberately bad? No. Well, how would you... Be- no. Because like- that's the thing, is like, if you're good at something, being bad on it at pur- on purpose is difficult. I mean, unless it's, you know, physical. It's easy to miss kicking a football or something. Well, physically, it can be harder. Like, if you're in a... If you're an actor in a play and your character has to be really bad at dancing and not be able to hit rhythms and you've taken dance for like six years, you kind of have to know where the beats are to avoid them and that's hard. Yeah. Um, Look, the thing is, I don't really care about the secret origin of this script. (laughs) All I know is that whatever happened to make it terrible, it is terrible. Yeah. You don't know any of the history or... And imagine if James Cameron's name had been enough for someone to go, yeah, let's greenlight this. This script. Well, in 93, it let's actually... It was enough. Let's make this. In 93, it was enough. Apparently not. Didn't but, get uh, made. Yeah. That is true. So this concludes another uh, web of episode of The Amazing Spider-Man. I see what you did there, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> this script is just spectacular. It's, it's amazing. It's web of. Uh, Those are all 1990s Spider-Man titles. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. <laughs> oh, man. That okie dokie shit. Because he's Dr. Aki. Yeah, Dr. Aki. Okie dokie, Dr. Aki. <laughs> Is there a better thing to just get the fuck out of here on? No. The voice of Table Reads is Art Carlson. Hey, that's kind of meta. Meta. This podcast was created by Sean McBee and produced by Ferris Wheelhouse. FerrisWheelhouse.net Fuck. Cut to black.